Hello, friends. Welcome, <laughs> welcome back to LCC's podcast, Pursuit of Purpose. I'm Nate, Kevin, and Nelson. So, guys, we have a, a cool little show for you ahead. Uh, it's been a while, like like a long while since we've had more than two people on the show at a time. Right? I think you're right. Well, no, Cody was Cody was on and, last time. Yeah, was he? Yes. Oh yeah, he was. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it does feel like a long time since we've sat down and done this, though. It does. Yeah, it it kind of does, yeah. A lot has happened since. And that's why I think it feels like it's been a long time, because yeah. there's been a lot going on. Been a lot going on. So, so yeah, welcome back, guys. Happy to be back. Episode 61 today. Um, guys, basically what we're going to talk about, we're going to do a little bit of a hodgepodge today, mm-hmm. uh, if you will. But we're kind of going back to our roots from, like... The first year we did this when um, it was like um, just world event, well, or national event after national event. And we were just like, it was like every which other we, show which or a couple of shows. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's like these big things came up and then we're like, okay, let's we scrap got, yeah. what we're going to do and let's talk about like what's right. going on in, in the news. Like, because it was, it was big stuff. And sadly, there's something another one. big. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll we'll get to that here uh here shortly. Um obviously that's a big news segment. Really, I think it's just about one of the only news segments. I mean, we could talk about Supreme Court nominees and things like that, but that's pretty much dominated the news, mm-hmm. um, at least for in the Luke household the past few nights, the Ukraine yeah, have you guys situation. Been, have you guys been like on a lot religiously? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It just I mean, and we we uh, I sit with, I kind of have lunch with all the social studies teachers in at school and, you know, we kind of nerd out and talk about like kind of some of the comparisons drawn between, you know, the start of, of this and like, you know, world wars. And I don't want to go down that road yet, but, um, there are some eerie comparisons. So kind of scary, but like, we're trying not to freak out too much about it, I guess. Did you hear the comparison to Jimmy Carter's, uh, presidency and what's happening with Ukraine and, Oh, what did they compare it to? What what was the big thing with when Jimmy Carter was president? The <coughs> Iran hostage yes, crisis. Yes, 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 yeah. yes. But they were talking about some similarities like there. It was like, oh, geez. <laughs> of course, you could probably find something like that you in about just, every... You right, could string right. it together. Yeah, you like, could yeah. string something together. Yeah. Is it... Who's the actor that they always say you can like... Uh, Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Twenty <laughs> degrees to Twenty Kevin degrees Bacon. Twenty degrees to Kevin Bacon. <laughs> <laughs> you could probably come up with something like that for everyone. So I saw a llama, and that llama's name was Kevin. That was two degrees to Kevin Bacon. <laughs> I love that game. Oh, shoot. Yeah. So, yeah, well, obviously, I think that's going to dominate most of our conversation tonight. Yeah. Um, but and rightfully so. Yeah, rightfully so. Big event. Um, before we get there, though, uh, we got a couple of things we want to talk about. First, I I got to give a shout out to our boy Dusty Barrett. Oh my! Because man, like he was hitting notes that I didn't know a person could hit the other day in church. Maybe you should uh, uh, tell everyone the comment you made while we were sitting at the back of the church. Well, I was just saying, you know, after Dusty hit a high note, I uh, I turned and. I said, to, uh, I my comment was that um, I said, "Wow!" I said that that's impressive, and you said I could do that. I could do that. Yeah, if someone kicked me in the groin, <laughs> to put it lightly, <laughs> it was. He said it much more vulgar. Well, you know, I mean, we're in church, so why not, right? Why not? I mean, yeah, you're the preacher. Why not? <laughs> But man, and well, another thing I told you, like we have an absolute embarrassment of riches uh, in terms of musical talent. I agree. Our church, man, like we are truly blessed with some great singers and musicians. Yep, uh, I mean for sure. And that guy is. It was it was incredible. It was incredible, and you know, I mean, he so very a lot of a lot of gospel. You know, music yeah. type stuff, and 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 even if that's not your thing, like you could you 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 could be blessed by that. And he shared a little bit of his story, 
um, which, you know, just side note, so we're getting ready to start a series to help families win. And in that series, um, we're going to do some videos and interview some people. And I actually asked Dusty and his wife to be one of those. Um, so we'll get to hear more of his story, which it was, he, he shared some of that and it was just, it was a beautiful thing, man. It was a really cool Sunday morning, uh, to have him here sharing. Um, he travels a lot. Um, and, uh, guy does a lot of stuff. He does. He's, I, I, he's very, very blessed and very talented in a yeah. lot of ways. I, I remember like when I was growing up, I used to go watch him in musicals with mom and he was Joseph. And uh, Joseph in the Technicolor Dreamcoat. Yeah. Um, and he was he wore some really cool outfits. I think I have pictures of him that he probably doesn't want people to to see of well, him back in the day. There's some opportunities here. Yeah. Uh, because Blackmail. one of the things that I'd hold on. <laughs> I'm not cutting the word leaving that in, Kevin. I'm sorry, I did not pute put my computer on mute. <clears throat> so um uh, it, that may be valuable because um, we have, I've talked to him about coming in and, and being on the podcast as well. Absolutely. So we could post that, those pictures. That can be the thumbnail image. Yeah, we can change the logo image. for yeah. sure. Yeah. Change, yeah, I mean, just for a week, just for that episode. Just for that. Why just not for though? That. You know? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's I think feel welcome. thing. Yeah, a half naked Dusty Barrett. <laughs> wait, wait, those kind of pictures. <laughs> He's still clothed. Anyway, if you're listening, Dusty, come on the show. Yes. We'd love to have you, man. We're going to have you. Um, yeah. So really cool uh, that he got to share his talent, and you know, there there was a message along with it. Um, just really, really awesome to to listen to him. Um. So, yeah, I mean, Kevin, you, you kind of mentioned this, just a quick plug a few seconds ago, but um, our church is starting a new initiative here. It's called Help Families Win. Yes. Um, so would you like to uh, just kind of describe what your thoughts are with that? Yeah, so we are, we want the church just to begin to focus on this aspect of of our lives so you know as a as a uh, our larger mission is love god love others serve the world like that's what we want to go after and so that encompasses a relationship with christ and encompasses you know just you know community here at this church and in a community and, and it encompasses like you know evangelism it encompasses that that going out and blessing others and sharing the gospel so so that's the that that is what we're about but we want, we really want to take the next two to three years and really focus on families and and the idea of this came from um, just some of the brokenness that a lot of us have seen and 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 been a part of for families and marriages and children and and just some of the environments they're growing up with in and and just the hurt and the pains and things that we're seeing and it it's not something we can point and say well that's happening in these bigger cities no it's happening here like we're seeing this more and more and more in our community and locally and so like we want to be a part of the solution for that and so being a part of that solution happens in a few different ways first it happens with us personally connecting to God in a deeper way and growing in our relationship with him. First and foremost, it starts there. And that's where we're going to start, you know, in the series that we're going to start in two weeks. Um, uh, just the first series of this, uh, it happens in our, in our homes, you know, and this is, this is for, this is not just for, you know, married couples and, and people with families. Like we want to, this to encompass everyone in our church, we want this to involve everyone in our church. And so that's, if you're single, you know, if, 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 you know, if you're divorced, if you're, you know, whatever that is, like we want, we're going to find ways to tie all those things in, but, but just to really focus in on, on families. And so the second part is like, what does it mean to be, you know, a good son? What does it mean to be a good daughter? What does it mean to be a good father and mother? What does it mean to be a good grandma or grandpa or uncle or aunt or niece or nephew or whatever, you know, you fit into? What Like, what does it mean to that? And we just want to really deal with the home nucleus, right? Like, what what is that? What does that look like? And then lastly, like, for this first year of, of this, we want to deal with just the church family. 
you know, what what does it mean to be a good family here at the Leesburg Church of Christ and 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 how can we bless others in that? And so that that's kind of the where we're going with this. And I'm really excited because, you know, we've never really undertaken something like this. Um and and so um some of it will seem normal and and the rest will be I think an engagement that we've just never put into just a church-wide focus or initiative for the Leesburg Church of Christ. So I'm, I'm really excited about what can come from it. And, you know, just my, my ask is just be praying about that and be thinking about that and just seeking God in that as we kind of take these next steps forward. And Kevin will be asking you guys to go on video about this stuff. So oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just forewarning. We want involvement man like <laughs> all the way through conviction man. i mean yes like there's passion in this so <clears throat> no we do we want to absolutely we want to include a lot of um you know just ways to just highlight some of these things we're talking about and then also involvement you know for the church as a whole you know and, and so there's gonna be a lot of things that we're gonna try to to bring uh, about you know and, and and try to you know connect with everyone through this it's not just going to be coming listening it's going to be like we want we want people to engage in this absolutely There's a lot of different avenues i think that could uh that could go so looking forward to that man thanks for sharing um kevin if you wouldn't mind too i i know kairos was a big big thing uh, a couple weeks ago um I know that you and Brian specifically had had really prepped for that and and worked hard to make sure that you go in with um, with God first and with a with a full heart um, in that ministry. Uh, would you mind sharing kind of how that went? You know what you had to do to prepare for that because I know that's not something easy to just walk into and and just start preaching God's name. You know, you, there's some some prep involved. So yeah, Kairos is a ministry that that I've been doing uh I think I think going on like 15 years I've been involved 15 or 13 years I can't remember it's exactly when when it's when we started but um and it's a ministry where we start preparing months in advance and it's every Friday almost every Friday for several months like two or three three months at least uh, because you have to get so many meetings in, and the meetings are like three hours on a Friday night, like from <laughs> six to nine, and a lot of times it goes later than that. And so, um, it I mean, it's a lot of preparation, but you're going into a prison, you know, you, you have to kind of understand that environment. The team, there needs to be a lot of team building, and, and you got people coming from Cincinnati and Columbus and, you know, you know, from you know, our area and all around, like, so, you know, just trying to build a team with, so a lot of these guys we, I know pretty well now, but, you know, you, you, you got to make sure you're together on this, and then there's just so much logistically that goes into it from, we took in 4,000 dozen cookies, uh, and on a, on a, on a regular weekend, we would, we would have to come up with, like, money for the food, what, 4,000 dozen, 4,000 dozen cookies went into that prison with us. That's a big tummy ache. <laughs> uh, not one person eats all the cookies. Oh, yeah, yeah, I knew that. <laughs> um, but you're right; it is a big tummy ache, <laughs> regardless. Um, but uh, and not only that, like uh, we have a a group of people that fix food that we bring in to 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 serve. Now we didn't do that; it was a little bit different. I'm not going to get into the like the specifics of that, but it was a little bit different this time, but there's still a lot of logistical challenges. We essentially take in a like car size trailer of stuff into the prison to use while we're there. And then we have to haul it all out back out, you know, anywhere from, you know, from the, we do this, this is a really neat thing, but we do a, like a prayer chain where we pass out in, in Leesburg church of Christ, participate in this where we pass out these little strips of paper that you can write your name or something or just it's 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 what we call our prayer chain and people just commit to like be praying for the weekend and they put their names on this or whatever we had that went around the the room that we were in um which is a 
a fairly large room two times, a, a chain connected. And and so I actually got to do the talk where we unveiled this and, and, and what I talked about was agape love and and how it is a love that doesn't ask for anything in return. It's a love that just is given, you know, just to bless you, just to encourage you, just to just to demonstrate, you know, just a real care for an individual. And and so then, and I said, one of the ways to do this is in the, uh, this prayer chain, and they start taking it, and we have the guys that are there with us get up and help us take the chain around the entire room. How many, how many, um, residents do you guys end up like kind of talking to so this one was one of the smallest that i've been a part of because um they were just getting a team filled and then just coming back after being off for a couple years like it it you know it was it was smaller it was smaller numbers we've had as many as well not as many as we've had more than that but like in the 40s um but this was 24 were there. We had 24 residents that were with us. And and this is very difficult because usually we have much more than that. And there was a lot of spots not filled. We only had like 24, 25 volunteers to go in with, to go into the prison and, and serve in this ministry. And normally we have like, we'll have like 10 more than we do you know, residents in that room doing all the background stuff that's going on that you can't see. And we did not have that. It was a skeleton crew trying to get this done. And so it was an extremely challenging weekend. Like it went good in the room with the residents, but a lot of the stuff that went on behind the scenes, it, we, we had some major issues that came up that God had his hand in and, and saw through and, and it ended up being an incredible weekend. Um, one of the things that was really neat is at the end of the weekend, <clears throat> you spend you spend Thursday night for like three or four hours with them, and then all day Friday from they come about seven thirty and they're there till about seven at night, and so it is all day. It is you know, I mean, essentially twelve hour days, and we're we're going in an hour before that and leaving an hour after that, and so you know, for us, <clears throat> you know, it's 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 work, man. It is work, and that's all day Friday, all day Saturday, and then we go in the same time on on Sunday morning, and then we leave like, well, no, we left at seven that day, so it was all day Sunday too, <clears throat> essentially. So that that was in that part's intense, but you're sitting around the table with. It's me, um, there's a table leader and an assistant table leader, and then a clergy, and that would, that would be me at our table, um, and then six residents, you know, two between each of us, um, and, and you listen to talks about um, all kind of things, but essentially what you're taking them through is the gospel. You're saying, you, you start out with, you know, being a friend with God, you know, what does that look like? And then you go all the way to like, you know, encompassing this full relationship with God and what that looks like. And you just, the whole, you run the gamut. And so it's, you know, talk, uh, discussion, talk, discussion, uh, chapel time where we'll have readings and prayers and different things and then lunch and then talk, discussion, talk, discussion. I mean, that's what the whole day is. And you would think, <clears throat> how could that produce you know, what it does, but the relationships that you build and treating these men like human beings and not like animals, which they get treated like all the time, actually, like one of the really neat things we do is like we write letters, individual letters to these guys in advance, like we can write them sometimes months in advance, but like you just sit down and you're like, I'll pick a scripture and I'll write, I'll start writing, and sometimes I'll write some crazy stuff, like I'm like, I have no, there's, the, the right person better get this or it's not going to make any sense to them. Yeah, I'm serious, <laughs> yeah, that kind of yeah. stuff. And they do. And then, like, so the big deal about this is not that you just wrote them a note because some of them will never get that, okay? For one thing, no one will ever write them a letter. The other thing is all their mail's opened before they get mm-hmm. it, okay? These are sealed envelopes. That's a big deal, okay? And then that they're getting this, a bunch of these that are, written like that in a way that like God is essentially like kind of directing that to a degree. It is phenomenal. These guys will just sit there and just in tears, just how meaningful stuff like that will be. And so you know, we had a great weekend. Go ahead. Well, no, I was just going to ask like, uh, 
So you said you had 24 this year. Is there a process that those guys have to go through in order to be a part of it on from their end? Or like, I, I don't, is it, they can just sign up or you can, they can all sign up okay. is the simple answer. And I'm not going to get into the, like the details, the specifics of that, because it, it can be a little bit frustrating for us because what we would love to see, send us the, the, the hardest, toughest criminals you have in here. And if they experience this weekend, their lives will never be the same. Like, I promise you that. Like, one of the first weekends they did, they sent two gang members who had been fighting, you know, the, the main gangs in, this, in, in RCI, came to this weekend, and they were at war with each other. Like, you know, like if they'd had a chance, would have killed each other in, in that room. They put them at the same table, and by the end of that weekend, they were friends, you know. That doesn't happen without Jesus, you know, that kind of stuff. But what, what happens is they use it as like a, um, like an award thing, which, you know, again, we're, we're glad to be there. So we're not going to buck the system, but I think they're, they're, they're losing the opportunity as a institution to create a better environment in that place as hard as that is because, you know, they're sending us some, some of their better people instead of some of their worst. Now, there is a mix. You know, there's definitely some people there that, you know, that that, that, that happens with and, and is a benefit to. But essentially, we're trying to create a, you know, a community of Christians that can encourage and love each other in that environment, and which is a very difficult environment to, to survive, you know, in. So, but... Every one of those guys got up at the end and shared how meaningful that weekend. And we've I've never seen that in a weekend where every single person got up and said something. You know, I mean, some of it was like, "Hey, this was great," but the majority of it was, "My life will never be the same." And I have experienced love for the first time. And here's a comment that was shared several times: "This is the greatest weekend of my life." They're in prison. Okay. You got to think context here. This is the greatest weekend of my life that was shared multiple times. So again, is it because of the food? I mean, they've been on the outside. They know what good food is. Is it because, you know, uh, it was this exciting, amazing thing like Kings Island? No, not at all. It's because they met Jesus for the first time for a lot of these guys. That's, that's what is it. That's all you need, man. I mean, if if nothing else, that's what you should take away from how this ministry is effective. All you need is Jesus. If you got Jesus, like he can do whatever he wants if you let him. And he does, man. Pretty cool. It was a great weekend. I will let me give a shout out to my brother, because I I uh I give him a hard time way more than I should. And uh no, I take that back. I, I give him what he deserves. <laughs> My brother had one of the most challenging tables I've ever seen on a Kairos weekend and did a phenomenal job. And every one of his people got up and sh- shared. And I'm looking here and thinking, this is not going to be good. Every one of those people was blessed in a way that just was beautiful and and uh, you know part of it's the process part of it is what we do but like part of it brian was the table leader at that table and he did a phenomenal job and uh under circumstances that i think even veteran kairos like volunteers would have really struggled with so i have to i have to give him a shout out for that because it was I, i teased him a little bit um but it was it was really meaningful. There, I'll I'll just give you a story just that just encompasses this. He had a guy there who I know they had him on meds uh, that were so powerful that he was just a zombie almost the entire weekend. Like uh, uh, w- during one of the talks, like Brian said, he was just sitting there just staring at the ceiling, just like just smiling, you know, um, just this goofy smile, just staring at the ceiling, just nah, just completely out of it. At the end of the talk, Brian's like, so, hey, how did you feel about that? And he goes, yeah, man, that was progressive. I mean, that was his comment. Yeah. No further discussion. He said that, and then he just kind of went back to staring at the ceiling. And that's that was him all weekend. So we're walking 
to the place where we do our closing ceremonies. And this kid, they're, they're walking out, and he starts walking the wrong direction. So Brian grabs his shoulders and points him back in the right direction. And they get a little bit further, and he starts kind of veering off again. And Brian has to grab him and kind of just hold his hand on his shoulder to keep leading him out. And while they're leading out, this kid turns around in this state, whatever state he was in, and says, I'm really sad that you guys got to leave. You know, again, now that that doesn't sound like a big deal, but for this kid, he got it. You know, he didn't, it didn't look like he got it, but like it just, there was this connection of, you know, what this guy is going through every day of his life, you know, you know, and I can't say that I would want to be in any other state if I was in that place, you know what I'm saying? But it just, there was this love and this, this, just the spirit just hovering in that place that he even through the fog of that medication like he knew this is what life really was it was beautiful brian said brian's telling me the story just in tears my brother doesn't cry and he's telling me this in, in tears and just it's the connection you get with these guys like yes they're terrible people like they've done terrible things i'm not i'm not i'm not making excuses for them but they are still human beings and God loves them, you know? And, and so, so sharing the gospel and allowing them to see that so that real transformation can happen in their lives, it's what we should do. You know, I know there's a lot of people that have a hard time with this ministry and, 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 you know, I, I probably was one of those at one point, but like, it, it, it's it's important, and no one is too bad for the gospel. Yeah. Well said, man. Praise God, because if they were, we'd all be screwed. In a lot of trouble. Yeah, absolutely. That's uh, make Nelson talk for a little bit. Yeah. No, Kevin, that, that was good, man. Uh, I mean, I've always I've always kind of wondered a little bit more like about Cairo. I got so. an idea. This is a stucky moment. Oh, I'm yes. getting stuckied as we The podcast talk. needs to go on the road. We'll leave the gear here, but we'll go on the road. We'll do it, and then we'll come back and have a full Kairos podcast. Hey, I yeah. I'm telling you, I, guys, Let, I'm not. I'm, this is for anybody listening. Let's okay? try. If you, I'm, yeah. Again, if you're not a... If you're if you're if your faith is not sound, and I'm not saying like I'm I'm saying if like you're like a on the fence Christian, this is not something to do, okay? But if you're if you're a Christian, if you're a believer, if you're committed, this ministry, you want to see God, like if if you want to experience and see God move and work, like where it is visible and real, you this is one of those areas. I've been I've been to India and I've seen it there too. You know, but it's not, it's just not the same. Like, you will not see it like this in any other environment that I've ever been a part of. I mean, you'll catch glimpses of it, but like this, where it's this saturated, I mean, that room goes from, yeah, it's great at the beginning of the week to at the end of the week, the spirit is hovering so thickly in that place that like, it's, I mean, I, I can't explain it. I can't explain it. You have to experience it to understand it. So let's sign our names in blood and say, yes, we'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nelson, you first. Uh, Here, I got my pocket knife. Here. Well, I mean, we pray about it. Yeah. That's uh, all you right? can do. There it is. Wow, Kevin's really got a knife out right now. Yeah, Kevin, we will definitely go with you. <laughs> Stop pointing it at me. No. Good stuff, man. Um, yeah. Let's pray about it. Let's... Uh, Let's see if God can work and see if he points us in that direction. For I always sure. thought it was a typo on the screen at church when asking for 125 dozen cookies. I was like, that seems like a lot of cookies, man. But 4,000 dozen. Yeah. That's what we took in. So what So what, you, what we do with them, we take, I think we pass out two bags to every, uh, to every inmate on the That's facility. Awesome. And then, well, it is. Well, I'm not. I'm not going to get into the bad stuff. There's bad stuff too. Okay, like I'm it's sure. not perfect. I'm sure. Uh, but but um, and then and then 
the biggest. So that goes. That's the biggest portion of them. That's why we say sure. chocolate chip cookies because we just we don't want to make give a variety there. No, no. But then we have a pot, a pile of cookies on a platter, on the table all week long. And some of those guys can put down some cookies. I mean, <laughs> when you don't get cookies very often, you take advantage of that. Situation. You take advantage. <laughs> yeah, it's like ice cream cake for us, man. I'm so real sugar is a big deal too. Okay, so like you know, you you make jokes. Do you want some coffee with that sugar? Like, like it's not a joke. It's like right. two inches in a small cup of sugar and. Splash. You know, a half an inch. Yeah, a splash. There you go. A splash yeah. of coffee. <laughs> well, I mean, that, that's what I always noticed when I worked at the Timothy house was like, man, these people put a lot of sugar in coffee and they take advantage of any dessert that they get. Like, because you just don't know no, when you're, you're going to get, get it next. Yeah. That's right. So YOLO. <laughs> YOLO. Well, good stuff, man. Yeah, we need to pray about that, talk about that some more and hear some think, more stories. I don't think you need to pray at all. I think I think you just need to do it. Like I said, Ke- I uh, like Nelson. Uh, I feel uh, like this is a trick. I know. Like, I don't know where you're going with this, Kevin. Um, the right. Lord has spoke to me right here in this moment. <laughs> yes, you want Nelson to do and and they, okay. Yes, Lord. <laughs> Dang it, Jesus! You did it again. Oh, uh, shoot. Guys, you know if you keep hanging out with me, like... I know. Yeah, this is what happens. Yeah. This is what happens. <laughs> well, uh, so yeah, g- great discussion there. Um, for time's sake, let's let's move on to kind of the big topic for tonight. Um, that is the, of course, the invasion of Ukraine. Um, it's obviously taken up news outlets everywhere any country. Um, there's obviously been a lot of protesting and there's been, uh, a lot of sanctions being put on, uh, of Russia and a lot of other things that we probably don't know about as well. Um, so yeah, we, we just want to kind of talk about it a little bit, see where it goes and, um, give us or give you our thoughts on it. Uh, you know, where does Jesus come into this? Uh, Why where is, does the gospel come into this? So just you know, isn't I mean, isn't that the 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 biggest thing that we have to, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's a non-negotiable. We have to think that way. We have to, as Christians, you know, and you know, we've we've talked vaccine, we've talked, you know, masks, we've talked, you know, um, election, we've talked, you know some of these, a lot of these things that we've seen, you know, we talked about, you know, the shootings and, you know, we Mm -hmm. talked about race, we've talked about, you know, sex, we've talked about, I mean, there's been so many subjects that we've talked. Have we ever talked like war and like, you know, where we should stand on this and, and where we should be? I mean, I, I mean, maybe it's, it's in passing, but I don't know that we've ever like Afghanistan a little, you know, but because of, um, because of the withdrawal, mm-hmm. that was we something. That up, yeah, yeah I, I forgot about that. You're right. You're right. Um, but I, you know, we're getting all this stuff thrown at us, and 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 we're trying to kind of navigate this. And you know, I, you know, I think there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of, um, just doubt that, you know, our leadership politically can handle this properly and. And then even, you know, NATO and the European Union and and just all these things like, what should we be doing? Like, what for these people? And you're hearing these stories. And and, and here's the thing, guys. Okay, it's not just the the Ukrainian people; it's the Russian people. Hmm. Like, this is a dictatorship. This is the the decision of what they do comes down to what he wants to do. What he wants to do. Right. Okay, did you did you hear the uh, and so uh, this is we have to think about it from this standpoint too. Did you did you hear um, they were reading a text messages back and forth from a mother and a Russian soldier that had been killed? Mm. Did you hear about this? No, I haven't heard that. So they this this Russian this mother sends to her son this Russian soldier. She says, "Where are you?" They told me that you were in Crimea training. He goes, Mama, I'm in I'm in Ukraine. We're fighting. They told us 
when we came into this country that they would welcome us with open arms, that they would celebrate us coming into this country and they're fighting back and they're standing in our way, you know, of, the, of these tanks and these, and, and he just talks about this and he gets killed shortly after that, you know. This is a people group who don't even really, you know, know what's going on. You know, they, they're, they, they're being fed the information that the leadership wants them to have so they go and do what they're told mm-hmm. to do. So it's not as simple as Russia's the bad guys. No, I mean, um, and, and 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 of course, you know. However, this turns out, what you know, the Russian people are—they're going to be detrimentally affected by this in a drastic way. Whether that be just you know financially or lifestyle or however you want to look at it, even though they weren't, you know, they they didn't do the invasion, you know, personally, but like just all the sanctions that are going to come down the country and the monetary abilities. I mean. Uh, you know, from what I understand about Russia and the former Soviet Union, like it's not very stable financially. It's not very affluent unless you're in the bright class, right? You know, so then, um, so all that stuff's going to fall just you know right downhill and onto the backs of the people, and and um, unfortunately they're going to suffer. And they didn't, you know, they're not even in the war, you know, so um, it's tough. Yeah, know? these sanctions, and it's you know that's the thing. Like they have long lasting consequences. Yeah. And uh so it's 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 hard to like you know, and it's hard to really see what the the play is and what the what you know, like on on my end specifically, it's just like, you know, what is the end goal of this? You know, what's what's the actual motivation, you know, and, and um Do you, do you think now again, adding Ukraine you know, like he said, he you know he wants to redraw those borders from, you know, that were formed. What when again? I'm maybe you can maybe you can. Um, the old Soviet Union. Yes, borders. it's the old Soviet mm-hmm. Union borders, right? I mean, that's from what, what he, I understand. What yeah. he continues to say, but it almost seems like there's this goading that if if they can get because wasn't the narrative Putin's narrative before. Well, Ukraine is essentially like a puppet of the U.S. and and so you the U.S. is the enemy and and so it's almost this goading of okay, can we get the U.S. to bite to okay to shut down airspace and then you know send some jets in and shoot down a Russian plane and then he can say, see, I told you. I mean, that's that that narrative is a lot of people are are mm-hmm. are, are pointing to as he's trying to goad that and then escalate that to something greater to where you know. Um, you know, maybe NATO has troubles, you know, and, and it disunifies. Is that a word? Yeah, yeah. it is. Sure disunifies uh, instead of Ohio, unifies. Dude. But what it's done is the opposite. Right. Yeah, it's, I mean, you know, and you're working, you know, like in, on our end, we're getting information from like, you know, specifically that, you know, Russia is a propaganda machine. And I can't imagine that Ukraine's much much different. I mean, they're going to spend everything they can to look like the victim. I mean, as as they are, but like, and to to all these stories to build up the emotion and get the emotional uh, reaction to it. And so it's like by the time it disseminates to my end, like what's true, what's not, what should I feel, you know? So what? Straight up, like, what has your emotions been in this? I would, I mean, you know, like it's 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 heartbreak for the Ukrainians who. I mean, you see some of these videos and these bombardments that are happening in these city centers, and and it's anger towards, you know, the Russian leadership that's putting their their soldiers in a situation where they're telling them like this is what you're going to go do, and I mean what they're being fed, you know, we don't know um, specifically is what they're being, you know, what they're being told. They're you know, the end result of their orders is the destruction of a village. But what they were told about the destruction of that village is, I mean, you never know if it was told that, you know, hey, there's, you know, there's a munition depot like over there and it's actually something else. You don't know that. Um, so it's, you know, it's anger towards um, the the Russian leadership and how it's destabilizing so much of the world and, and, and just, you know. No, nothing's as easy as black and white no, anymore. No, no. But I, I can tell you this, Nate, you speak to this too, like... I was listening to the news this morning. I just started crying, man. Like, I started crying. And 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 
I'm in that moment. I just, you know, and we talk about like hearing from God and, and, and what that is like. And what it's like is you just, in your mind, you, you get this, this idea of a thought from God and the idea that I got and this thought from God was you're, you're sensing my heart in this, you know, my heart breaks for a world that, that could do this to itself, you know, regardless of what side you're on, you know, that individuals have so much control that they can, that they can, I mean, they're tearing families apart, you know, on both sides of this, that, that people will suffer for years from the consequence of this that had nothing to do with it and their lives were already bad and the Russian people's lives will just get worse from this. You know, I mean, God's heart is breaking over this, you know, and that's what we need to see. Like there needs to be, we need to have our eyes open to the fact that this is bad, but we can't like, it's not like, it's not like there's this bad guy and there's this good guy. They're, they're, in some ways there's there's no more good guys you know in a lot of ways um but but good people suffer Mm. good people are going to suffer well i to piggyback off that so i was watching the news the news religiously last night about it too and they were doing an article on uh this hospital in Kiev right now, and they were looking at the neonatal unit there. And, you know, it just brought back memories of, of Bennett when he was in the NICU, like, you know, but he was in a very comfortable position compared to what some of these newborns are in now. Like, you know, he was hooked up to his, um, his pipes and his little tanning bed and he was actually pretty comfy. You know, these kids are sitting underneath water pipes that are leaking right now in the basement of the hospital. And that's, if that doesn't even get to, uh, to, to Putin's eyeballs or whoever is making these, these decisions. And if that doesn't bring tears to their eyes, man, it's, it's, it's frustrating. It's so frustrating. Cause man, you just, it's, it's impossible for us to put ourselves in that, exact position but part of you does put yourself in that position yeah, and you feel absolutely ticked off about it yeah and i mean and unfortunately putin probably doesn't think he's wrong you that's know, the unfortunate the, you know, thing like like i'm you know i'm putting my moral judgment and my moral code on putin which he doesn't have it as far as i know you know like he doesn't think he's wrong he thinks he's doing the right thing for whatever reason it is and and well, i think too like this was something that you know that I heard somebody talking about, and it's something we have to consider. Like, you know, we put our, you know, I mean, for us, us three sitting in this room, we're white, middle aged, middle class. You know, um, we live in a democracy. You know, we have a hard time when the government tells us to do something. You know, we try to put our thoughts and feelings mm-hmm. and project them onto this situation when these people were raised in completely different, you know, environments with completely different ideas about what is good and what is right and what is wrong and all these things. And like that doesn't translate, it doesn't translate like, and so we do have to try to, to, to find a different perspective and I'm not trying to justify like absolutely no. Yeah. Him and the things he's doing. That's not, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, that some of the things that have formed his ideas may have some justification to them. Not, not, not well, killing. He was a former KGB spy. He's Absolutely. been trained his whole life to basically not give a darn about a lot of things. about people. You know, <laughs> yeah. but but even growing up in that, like people are are a, are a resource. Not not we don't we don't va- they don't value you know, individuals and their freedoms and their rights the way that we do in the U.S. And so, again, like, there's just, there's a there's a disconnect there that, like, we have to take that into consideration. And, and I'm, that we're not always right on all of these things just because we feel like we are, you know. And, and that's why, biblically, like, the Bible needs to be the foundation of, of, of what we believe and what we do and what, because there were a lot of, you know, um, there were a lot of dictators in the Bible, you know. And so living in that, living in that in that 
kind of a nation is not necessarily a bad thing. We can still be Christians in that environment, but it definitely changes the way that you think about a lot of a lot of things and and how and how you live as an individual. And so, one of the things I had to I had to realize, and I'll just use this as an example. Um, one of the things I had to realize is going to India, like you you look around and you see this poverty, and it is just it is mind boggling the poverty. Okay. But those people don't know any better. And so you can't compare your situation to theirs and say that it's so... In some places you can. Like, it is horrendous in some ways. But like, just because there's someone who would be poor in the U.S., maybe that's... In that environment, it's not as bad as we project it to be mm-hmm. because we've had it so good. And so we have to think about those things you know, as we try to process this. And that's why, again, I go back to... Scripture has to be the foundation, the source of where we aware of of our world perspective and our how we view things and how we look at things, and not I'm an American, you know, I live in a democracy, you know, I make such and such amount of money, and I have such and such a, a life. Like it, it, it's it's just not the same. How you raise your family, like what you value in that, either it be community or individual, like that's so different from nation to nation, and so. Those things have to be taken in consider consideration as we think about this. No, I totally yeah. I mean, that's absolutely kind of what I was getting at. It's like we just we can't you know project my beliefs on that. And you know, it's uh, the Ukrainian people that I've from what I've seen are just a different breed altogether too. It's I mean, it's 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 encouraging, and, and you kind of <clears throat> hope that if if. God forbid something like that happened on our borders and on our shores that we would have the same drive and the same fortitude to be able to step up and do some of the things that they're able to do in t-shirt and a pair of Adidas pants and, and, you know, um, and not hesitate to protect their, their, their own. And, um, I mean, that's, and that's, you know, being on the other end of, you know, being a veteran and thinking about things kind of that way is like, you know, I just, I just pray for them. I just, you know, I pray that they make it home and I pray that they, you know, that the leadership that they do have is making sound judgment and, and puts them in the right place and gives them the right thing. And we, you know, whatever, you know, cause, and I'm, I'm too feeble minded to understand all the UN and NATO and, and, and their affiliations and whether they can or can't or should or shouldn't. Um, but whatever abilities that they, these countries have to f- effectively facilitate help for the Ukrainian people to help facilitate an end to this um, uh, involvement. I mean, that's, I mean, it's all you can pray for at the moment. It's just, uh, you know, a, a resolution that's, um, somewhat quick and, um, and as least violence as possible. Yeah, for sure. But, um, one of the things that, you know, just for me has, just thinking about this, but but just seeing men and women with out weapons standing in front of armored vehicles, and that's the that's the only thing they can do, and they're doing it, you know, because they don't want to be ruled, <laughs> you know, by a, a dictator. They want to continue to move towards. Well, and it, and it shows you too on the Russian the driver of that tank. It wouldn't take anything to to in that situation very quickly and he can't like he can't do it right you know like whatever's said in his brain saying no it's no. like this and and that and you know it's another thing to bring up what's set in our brains mm-hmm. i mean romans tells us you know it the 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 laws of god are written on our hearts you know it's not just what we read like we we know because we were created mhm to, to live in and to be children of God. Now, e- even if you're not a Christian, that's that's there. That's instilled in you. And and you know, you know, who sets, you know, morality for 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 us? You know, when we're talking about, you know, abortion issues, when we're talking about, you know, sexual issues, when we're talking about any of this stuff, like like why do we why do the majority of people it, it you know, tend to lean in one direction or the other. Well, because God instilled that in your heart, you know, you have that there 
automatically. Now you can numb it and dull it by living and doing certain things. And and that's what we're talking about, like with Putin and, and the KGB and, and, and how he is like he is what he is because he's allowed himself to slip so deeply into this darkness of 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 what he believes is right and good. He wasn't born that way. He didn't start out that way. You have to you have to work to get there. And in our world we see that too. You know, and, and so you're seeing that on display in, in, in a situation like that. What do you think about the, do you think the, the vacuum bomb thing's legitimate? I'm not aware of what you're talking about. The vacuum bomb that they talked about? They So, a vacuum bomb is... It, it sucks all the air or something and it just... Some, and it explodes lungs and disintegra- yeah. like disintegrates. Like, it's it's the step under a nuclear... Bomb. Suppose this is just. I'm. I'm. I. I thought maybe because military stuff, like you would, like you would know, like like you secretly had a lab and you like you were. Making- I used a lot of torque wrenches, is what I did. So I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but you like bombs and guns, so uh, I just you, you know, know. I mean, I'm- <laughs> put that out there on the airwaves <laughs> in a safe way. He likes them in a safe, legal, legal way. way. Not, not a terrorist. <laughs> I just want to say that. So have they um, used this? Huh? Have they used this? Well, suppo- they said they did. That's why I was asking. Like, yeah. you know, do you do you think that's legitimate? Like, they just mentioned that um, Ukraine is saying they did. Of course, it goes back to what we said before. Ukraine's probably saying a lot of things that maybe don't give the full truth. Well, like the the Snake Island. I'm sure you guys heard about all the the 13 troops on the island. That was, you know, they told the Russians. Uh, they, no, no, they, no. they had dialogue with a Russian warship and the Russian, and they responded to the Russian warship quite politely in a very vulgar way. Um, go on about your business. He said, <laughs> leave us alone is what he said. But, uh, Bye, Felicia. but, but, in, the, but in not what, so many words yeah. he said, but what was put out there was the, the, you know, that these 13 soldiers were sacrificed and just, you know, and, and killed and, and, you know, three days later, I read this morning that they're actually captive on a on a Russian warship. So like, yeah, that's where you kind of like you've got a, there's 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 a grain of truth in there, and there is some truth in that. But um, th- that was portrayed and put out there for a you know an emotional response. Yeah, and I mean it, it worked on me. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um. So I mean that's just kind of where we're at. You know, yeah. the the propaganda and information machine is the most powerful. Mm-hmm. Weapon that they have, yeah, Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. So what are your thoughts on, like, should other nations intervene in this? Beyond just offering, you know, supplies. Um, I'm going to think of it selfishly as as our nation, and no. I don't think we need to... um, We don't need to go fight Russia in Ukraine. Um, um, as in, as far as support or monetary or weaponry, I think that's a different discussion to have. Um, because they just don't have the, you, you, Ukraine doesn't have the ability to facilitate a war against Russia on their own. They don't have that. Mm-mm. They don't have that infrastructure. They don't have that, that money. They don't have that weaponry. They can't do it. And so it's just, um, I mean, it's, it's evident from their tactics where they they want to bring them into the city. They want to, they want this to go to a urban conflict instead of fighting Russia on the open plains because they can't do that. Mm-mm. So, um, but um, as far as neighboring countries, I think that's an, that's something that they have to evaluate country to country and decide whether they want how how close they want Russia to be to their yeah. border. Because if if if, it, if this succeeds on the Russian side, then they're next to Romania and Poland. And now you have a new neighbor that might have ambitions later on, and it and it might not be next year; it could be fifty years from now. So yeah, it's the Iron Curtain playing out yet again. Again, yeah, yeah. What do you think, Nate? Um, I see it as we're going to take the approach that we took when Russia invaded Afghanistan forty some years ago. We're going to get them weapons. And the Ukrainians are probably going to engage in some sort of guerrilla warfare. And, well, I mean, we already got them javelins, right? Javelin missiles and mm-hmm. things things of that nature. I know Germany and the rest of the NATO nations are starting to... Dude, Germany. 
That's a that's a big story. They're in a pickle. Yeah, they are in a big. There's a lot of countries in a big pickle, but especially Germany. But I mean, what did they say? Was it the first time since Geneva that Germany has given weapons to a foreign country? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's and they're doing it. Like they're sending they're sending stuff. So <laughs> that's a big deal. A lot of things are changing on a global platform quickly. Yes. Yeah. NATO is um, they're they're talking about nations joining NATO that never even considered it before. I mean, but their their hands are being forced. And I, I will say this: you can say a lot of things about how you feel about Joe Biden one way or the other. And 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 you know, I'm not a fan. Uh, at all but even like stepping back and allowing global interaction in this conflict rather than being the world police that we've been in so many other you know situations like this you know agree or disagree with a lot of the things he does like in that sense like I, I if Trump's president we may be, you know, in World War Three. I mean, it may be. And again, I, that's this is all speculation. You know, this is this is conjecture. I understand this. Like, I'm I'm not, you know, I'm not I'm not. But what I'm saying is, like, you look at that in the way Joe Biden's handled this, and and how he's gone about this, allowing kind of the world to unite. If if the first U.S. plane goes in there, then Russia has an excuse. Mm-hmm. He doesn't, and I think he was expecting to. And because he doesn't, it makes me think, <laughs> God sure knows what he's doing. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You have to at least consider that, you know, because at the end of the day, like, you know, we, we will pray and, and we will hope for the best possible outcome for these people and that are suffering. But at the end of the day, God's in control. And... He knew this was going to happen, you know, before, you know, anybody else could have even began to guess. Um, and and putting this man in this position for this time, maybe, you know, you can't you can't ignore that at least. I don't know. Am I wrong? You're not saying anything. No, I don't I don't think you're wrong at all. Uh, I mean, I think um you know, for whatever, you know, like his response being slightly passive has not been a negative at the moment. It certainly hasn't been, you know, um, I know, you know, just anxious to see what, you know, the response is, you know, I, the thing I would, I really do struggle with, um, and we're going to have to start winding this down, but, but the thing that I, I really have struggled with is, (laughs) This whole, you know, energy crisis with oil and Russia being a top producer, and we've just uh, shut down the Keystone <laughs> pipeline. And here's the answer you're getting from the White House, and this absolutely just makes me want to bang my head up against the wall. It's well, we need to get some more electric cars out. Really, like but that's still, the short term of this. That's not the short term. Exactly. Like, I, I'm. I'll be the first to say, hey, listen, like, burn up our ozone and and doing these things, like, like let's be smart, like let's 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 do some things. I mean, okay. electric cars are awesome; they're awesome, but they're exactly. not ready yet. No, and neither is the infrastructure of the country yet. No, and that electricity has to come from somewhere. Yes. So, like, where are we going to provide that? But we have the ability as a nation to be energy independent and not rely on Russian fuels. And so, then, if there is some kind of world catastrophe we are slightly insulated from that yes and unfortunately we are not that currently and and not only are we insulated we could insulate a lot a lot of other Mm -hmm. nations in this time you know uh and and i just i don't understand why that like that's not being and maybe it is being discussed but it's why is it not why is it not happening Mm -hmm. you know you know we're we're asking to be put in a really bad situation, you know, economically because of this, you know, ourselves. 
Yeah, I mean, it, you know, bigger picture. If other countries, such as the People's Republic of China, decide that they want to do something. I mean, imagine our infrastructure now. Like, where is all of our stuff made? Yeah. It's all made there. Yeah. So if, if, if you know, like Russia, yeah, we get a lot of energy from Russia and some things. But if China decided to piggyback and decided that they wanted to do something wild, we're really, you know, in trouble. Yeah. So it's just something that, unfortunately, that's you know, that's, that's the way our market's been built and our economy's been built. And it's something we have to. It is global now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, which can be a good thing in some ways. I'll take my tinfoil hat off. I'm sorry, can't help it sometimes. Yeah, I appreciate it. <laughs> I appreciate it too. I love I mean, your tinfoil it was, hat. It looks. It was getting ugly. So I'm okay. glad. Yeah. <laughs> it was embarrassing. We had explaining it. <laughs> good stuff, fellas. Um, so just a quick question, like, you know, where do we, where do we go from here? Like us in regards to a situation like this, you know, like if this goes into a wider world war, you know, where do we find ourselves? You know, what side do we find ourselves? Like, what, what do you guys think there? I know you guys have. Well, Nelson, you have children younger than mine, but you've Nate, you've got a boy who's as old as mine. The, you know, the question. I mean, you can't not expose them to this to a degree. Like you, I mean, you definitely have to shelter your children from some of this. But at the same time, like, you know, the question my kids ask me: Where's Where's Russia going to go when they're done with Ukraine? You know. I don't know how to answer that, you know, not fully, not, not really, you know, my answer is we really don't have a lot to worry about unless it goes nuclear. Right. And then golly, man, I don't even want to begin to think about Mm -hmm. that. Um, no but. more podcasts. <laughs> we'll be doing them. going to knock out everything. We'll be doing them, but we'll be goodness. doing them with ham radios, right? <laughs> we'll just be talking around a fire. <laughs> Kumbaya, my lord. Our, our group of listeners might increase. I don't know. <laughs> it probably would, actually. You know what? Because our kids and our families would have to be there, too. They have to listen to us. Because right now, they don't. They, do, they certainly do not. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and so, you know, thinking about that, like, you know, I want, you know, I want to say that, but, you know, I think at the end of the day, like, you know, the, the place we have to go is, you know, regardless of the situation, like regardless of how, if it's a good ending or if it's, if it's the, the worst possible ending, like we don't like this world, this is not our home, mm-hmm. you know? And so Christians in the past have, have made it through way worse situations, you know, through where it was affecting them right in their face. Like it was, it was, it was, it was right there. And, and it just, it comes down to a trust and a belief that my life has one purpose to serve and honor God with everything that I am in whatever situation he places me in and he's going to take care of the rest. I'm not big enough <laughs> to influence this situation and the decisions made in it. I, I, I can't do it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm, I'm in a, in, in Southern Ohio. I'm a farmer. I'm a preacher. I do a podcast, you know, like I, I have, I, I have very little influence on on global affairs and so i gotta trust the big guy (laughs) and know that at the end of the day like if i fulfill my purpose you know that he has given me as his creation um that the rest of this stuff is going to work itself out and that one day there will be no more tears. There will no be no more crying and pain and wars and rumors of wars. All that will be done away and we will live with him in eternity, you know? Um, and, and, and that's uh, so I can cling to that hope and that truth and I can live for it with everything that I am. That's the answer. Amen, man. 
Amen. Nelson, you got any final thoughts, man? Well, not after that. That wrapped it <laughs> I'd up. I'd say that's well. a good, solid way to end. <laughs> God is good. Trust him. End of story. Yeah. And and we can get wrapped up, just like we talked about when we were doing our podcasts about the election. We can get so wrapped up in this stuff. And I'm not saying we should bury our heads. I'm not saying something, not what I'm saying. No, like think about it, process it, seek God's direction in this. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, like don't allow this to become this distraction that takes away, takes you away from the most important thing. There are still people that need, (laughs) that need to hear the gospel and that need to be loved and encouraged and cared for, you know, and there are, those people are standing right in front of you, you know, so what are we going to do? You know, let's not get too worried and anxious about things we can't control. That's counseling 101. Mm -hmm. If you can't control it, then why are you sitting here worried about it? And so if you're sitting behind your TV just focused on this and just allowing it to work you up, then you are failing. Like, like you know, um, succeeding in this is continuing to, to just trust God in this and to allow him to work however he sees fit and then just follow whatever path he lays before you. All right. Well, guys, we're... Uh at that point, so um, we can go ahead and end it. Uh, Nelson, would you like to end us in prayer tonight, sure. man? Put sure, you on the spot. Sure. I am on the spot. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this opportunity to get together uh, tonight and, and discuss things and just please um, bless the people that are involved with this all around the world, uh, including our leadership, including the leadership in Ukraine and Russia and all and the people in both countries and just the uh, neighboring countries help their um, – Help them to be able to open up their hearts and their homes to the people that are coming um, that need to that they need to evacuate the Ukraine and uh, just help to uh, uh, put your hand on these two nations and help this to come to a peaceful resolution uh, and just help these people um, to deal with the hardships that are to come. Uh, Lord, just be with us the rest of the week and help us to focus on you. Have a name and pray. Amen. 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 All right, guys. Well, thanks for tuning in. We'll be back here in a couple weeks. And remember, love God, love others, serve the world. Wouldn't be too bad of a place if we did that, right? Solve a lot of problems. All right. Uh, Guys, thanks for tuning in. We'll get at you later. See ya. Bye. See ya.